This is the Blatcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world, hosted by Christian Blatt. Today, Christian is joined by Will Sterling and Jeff Duray. So please dim your lights, silence your phones, return tray tables to their upright and locked positions, and get ready for what is quite possibly the longest hour, or shortest two hours and 56 minutes, of your life. And now, your host, because he won't let anyone else do it, Christian Blatt. Yes, welcome to the Blattcast. Blattcast 508, which, uh, I don't know, maybe our, our pal Jeff DeRay knows. That's the, uh, the area code for the uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts part of... Uh, of Massachusetts. That was originally my zip code, but then they expanded and I became 978. Just I'm blow my feel. mind. Yeah. I know, pretty important fact. So. And it's funny because uh, as I'm talking about it, I remember the other digits of the uh, phone number. The I had a, a girlfriend right after I got out of college. No, for real, this is a true story. Uh, I know it doesn't sound like a real story, but uh, she was from... Plymouth, and I, I remember all the digits of her phone number. Let's call her on the show right now. Eight Four. six seven five three zero oh, nine. Yeah, everyone knows her, her name, number. Her name was not Jenny. Her name was Carson. Oh, okay. But in any case, welcome to a uh, jam-packed, fun-filled, possibly with a little little dash of of hate and dread. Black cast, as always. I am Christian Blatt. Our pal the Jeff Ray. dies tonight is what we should say. Black cast dies tonight. Yeah. Black cast ends. Rob Zombie's Blatcast. Lots of things to cover. Uh, Jeff Duray uh, making his triumphant return, stepping directly off of the brawny paper towel roll, which uh, I appreciate you being here. Um, yep. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, Will Sterling, of course, continuing a lifelong body double for Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I'd actually... Happy to see it. I didn't plan this, but I am wearing. Oh my gosh, you have! It was not intentional. I, I did shows last week where I wore the uh, the Alice Cooper with uh, Jason, uh, so I didn't wear it. I just wore a different Alice Cooper shirt today. But uh, oh man, Will's shirt might die tonight. We'll find out. Um, but uh, very excited to uh, be here to uh, chat about these things. Uh, I'm going to go uh, dealer's choice. Jeff, where do you think we should start conversationally? Um, well, I've, I've got thoughts on both, but uh, I could go, I could go anywhere. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Halloween since we just saw the shirt. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a great reason to do. Um, what I should do to be a dick is just pick a third topic that none of us are prepared to talk about. It's like great <laughs> suggestion, Jeff. Now we're going to talk about uh, about uh, trout and some fish. But no, I would. I think that uh, Halloween is the bigger draw this time of year. Let's recap a little bit. Uh, we'll each kind of uh, recap. You know, just this this trilogy of Halloween that started, I think, in 2018. Me personally liked the first one did not love the first one but uh, will and i were talking recently that if that first one had been the only one they made it would have been like okay sure that's yeah. a, that's a way to say goodbye would have been great and uh you know also before seeing this third one we're just like well what if they went from that first one to a halloween ends but uh halloween kills which is the one last year that almost everybody saw on peacock like movie theaters were open yet but that was at the point where it's like, I'll go to the movie theaters for like a, you know, a big, 
a big Marvel movie. I'll take the chances of all the germs, but uh, not when Michael Myers is streaming on Peacock. Also, the the that is, of course, the app known as The Cock. Mm. So when he's streaming on The Cock, you might as well just stay home. Yeah. Um, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And spoiler alert, um, it, it might be the worst Halloween movie ever made. Um, your <laughs> recap, Jeff, on the previous two installments in, in, in this trilogy. Um, I'm, I would agree. We always tell the same story or we told the same story last time of, oh, well, Natasha and I went and saw the Halloween in 2018 in the theater and it was a good time except for the crazy people behind us, I think, who had right. to be like removed. Um, and ag again, I would agree if they had just made that movie, it would have been a serviceable entry into the Halloween mythos and we would have been yeah. fine. And then they were like, hmm, how can we make this so much worse? And so that's <laughs> what they did was they made a shittier movie and then an even shittier movie. And here's the thing, like this movie wouldn't be as shitty if not for the fact that they went, this is our trilogy and this is the big epic conclusion. A totally different story about something that's not normal yeah. in Halloween at all. And well, before we talk about in, in general, it makes no sense. Yeah. We are just going to make massive leaps because evil is basically an infection that you get much like gonorrhea. And uh, that's just terrible. It. Evil can't be cured, though, you know? Well, with, with enough hugs, maybe. So yeah, we'll talk so about more Corey of a ends. Sorry, Corey yes, exactly. ends. Uh, Corey dies tonight. Uh, whatever you know, the the third film should have been called. Uh, and then we'll just give us your quick recap. I feel like you, we're kind of all in lockstep. First one, okay, fine, yeah. whatever. Second I, one, yeah. Yeah, first one's fine. There's things that to like about it, and I think the passion is there in the first one, at least that you're like, I think they really cared about the movie that they were making and Agreed. that really shows. But to me, it's sort of like the force awakens of Halloween movies where I H2O is one of my favorites. And I actually thought was a good ending considering the time that it came out that I was like, I don't need you to do that again. We, we have that version. Uh, but this was H4O. Yes. This was H40. Um, and then yeah, kills. I, I mean, I actually think kills is worse than ends funny enough, but uh, it I, genuinely I, is. I agree, but honestly, I, I can't fault anyone for, you know, picking one or the, they're both terrible. They're both terrible. Can yeah. I clarify? Please. I, I agree. That's what I was saying is if this weren't built as the trilogy conclusion for a story, I would think this was a better movie than I feel it is based on what it was supposed to be, what they Fair. build it as, what they built it up to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I also agree with you that like in, 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 as years have gone on, I think Rob Zombie's Halloween two, which sort of used to be universally considered like the worst. Uh, I get to, I just watch with a totally different light. And I think it's so bonkers and left turny that like, it, and it wasn't living in this like really, um, a Jamie Lee Curtis world. It was his own thing. And that I'm just like, it's kind of, I appreciate all the insanity the risks that he took. And Brad Dourif gives a fucking great performance as the sheriff. And it's got, uh, Danielle Harris and, and some, some people. In it. It's like, so it's, it's cool. It's interesting. But then it's like, that has cr climbed up higher for me. The resurrections at the bottom. But then I really think Halloween kills is, is genuinely the worst movie of all of the Halloween movies. Which is saying something. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I agree with that. And all of a sudden, you know, it, in time, 
Halloween four and five were actually pretty great yeah. <laughs> compared just comparatively. Right. I saw those both in the theater. Those were the first ones I ever saw in the theater. So uh, I probably grade on a curve a little bit, but um, there's so many things to isolate about Halloween ends and what's wrong with it. I think the fundamental thing to start with is uh, boy, there sure wasn't a lot of Michael Myers in this movie. Was there or Laurie Strode? Uh, yeah, but more of her than there was. I mean, I mean, she had, we got to watch her, we, look, we got to watch her go shopping. Yeah, uh, that's she right. bought some groceries. Uh huh. We got to watch her flirt, and she, she had a lot of really... unnecessary voiceover. I was gonna say we got to hear her narrate her book. Um, yeah, that's I love nothing more than narration. That, when you yeah, are clearly I, I like saying nothing more than a character writing a book that yeah. changes as the movie goes along. Yeah, I think there were a few times where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis seemed so uncomfortable. You would probably assume that uh, she ate a few of those uh, those Activia shit yogurts that she used to uh, promote on uh, on the, on the on the TV. Yeah, and uh, you know, it seemed like there was always a little bit of like you know, gut problem. shit yogurts. They're That's what they do, right? And I just drank a Yakult right before the no, show. Yakult is, is different, but, but Activia, Activia is definitely to, designed to make you poop. Do you, you need your help? My God, guys, I'm in Yakult. You got to get me out. So, yeah, um, I, I think that... Uh, Will, you always talk about movies being made and that there needs to be the guy in the room. Yeah, And uh, that guy clearly wasn't listened to a lot through this trilogy. But when they decided that uh, Halloween ends would be parentheses, the Corey story, <laughs> do you think that that guy should have spoken up? Uh, yeah, I think he did speak. That's the thing. It's this man has spoken up for ages. It's just <laughs> no one listens listen. to it. Yeah, because he's one guy. He's outweighed by all the other fucking morons. That's if you just fair. listen to the one guy, he could solve half the world's problems. Entertainment world's problems, I guess I should say. If you j at least half, if not ninety nine percent, just saying, that one guy yeah. could be me. Yeah, but you, you uh, concur with that uh, that stance, Jeff? That somebody well, at some point could have read a script for this and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why so much, Corey?" Maybe, maybe we're touching on exactly what the problem is. It is some guy, and uh, social equity means no one gives a shit what he has to say, <laughs> so no one's <laughs> listening. That's true. No one yeah, like if they had had uh, Lori's granddaughter, who, as I struggle, I think that character's name is Allison. This is the yes. third movie. I wasn't even sure when I opened my mouth. Now, if she had been infected by the Michael Myers virus, which they sort of like gave an impression at one point that maybe that was where they were going. And if she like tried to kill Lori, that, that would have been a story. It would have been a better story than this for sure. It would have, you know, uh, but um, I, I don't know. I I just uh, like the story, like the beginning, the the prologue part of the movie where he's like babysitting and he accidentally kills the kid. That's yeah. a story for a movie right there. Like, yeah. you know, what happens next? I'm like, oh, yeah, like a non Halloween Michael Myers movie. That could be a cool story. You know what yeah. happens to the guy uh, who wrongly kills a child? Uh, apparently, by the way, not much. You just get uh, pointed at and, and yeah. laughed at. Social so, uh, Yeah, at, at least. Uh, at least you know in these movies that's what you I get mean. you get progressively more emo but you're always still at least a little bit attractive you don't get ugly you know you just get a little bit more kind of mopey -like. did you find him a little bit attractive because i always found yeah. him uh I, I i i strictly found him to just be homely 
throughout. Oh. No, I thought. I mean, I think they had to downplay. He's one of those actors that, like, if you look at his social media and other things he's done, it's like, oh, they clearly like they kind of downplayed his looks to yeah. make him look frumpy. But yeah, to me, he's well, one that's of those what guys. We're, that's really what we're trying to get to. Jeff, am I just wrong? Was Corey hot, and I just missed it? <laughs> uh you missed his very fuckable lips. So <laughs> see. I wish that could be the Jeff title saw of the episode. Jeff wouldn't have said it if he didn't see it. No, yeah, mm-hmm. Jeff saw it. And that, and that's the beauty of having... I'm assuming you watched it on Peacock, Jeff. So that means... Oh, I had my full Peacock out. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only I'm the only uh, dummy that went to go see it in the movie theater. I remember I you telling me that. I was like, don't do it. What? No, I did it. <laughs> like, did you have a free ticket? You were trying Well, I have the, a- the AMC A-list. So oh, it was okay. essentially... And I'd already gone to the movies like three times this month. So it's more than paid for. And I was like, oh, I want to experience it with other people. Now, there were like eight people in the theater. So, you know, that was all right. <laughs> so we I really might as well have it. just had like four friends over to the house to watch it. But uh, I did have a, a bucket of popcorn and Jeff, I got a refill on the way out, started nice. eating it on the drive home. Nice. Uh, you know, so I've stopped going to the AMC largely because I have an enemy who works at concessions a lot. So I just oh, like it's not worth enemy? my time. Wait, we, so we can put a pause on the Halloween conversation. Can you tell me about <laughs> your enemy who works at the concessions? John AMC, AMC and he has it yeah. out for you. It all started on a fateful, I believe, Memorial Day when I went with my stepdad to go see Top Gun Maverick. Okay. And so we got the AMC, I got the A-list, whatever, right? So we went in the little line. Now here's the thing. There was literally no one else in in the lines at all. But we went to the A-list line just for whatever, right? And in the time that we were waiting for the person who was already up getting helped to get helped, somebody else got in the other line. So then when it was time for somebody else to go, like we were kind of, you maybe couldn't see us because we were behind the sign from right. their view. They went to go and the guy's like, oh no, sorry. They pay for it. And like basically in a way of like, you know, putting us down for having the A-list. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I was already I'm annoyed. I, I'm an idiot who gets charged $25 a month, even if I go and see zero movies, which I have had those months. There, There's yeah. times where I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not going to go sit through something. So yeah. anyway. It was annoying because it was like, well, first of all, asshole, you don't need to be announcing my business to anybody else. Second of all. <laughs> Right. Like, second of all, we were actually here first. So if you were paying any of attention, you would have known we just should have been going up in front of this person regardless. So there was many better ways to handle it. Then we get up there. We're ordering the shit and uh, I'm we're going to like check out or whatever. I go to scan my thing and he looks at it and he goes, oh, this isn't the gold member or like whatever the, the level below a list. He's like, this isn't that. So, uh, you know, you're not actually. And I was like, no, this is A-list. This is the highest tier. And he looks, he goes to turn to like one of the other managers or somebody else there. And he's like, is that true? And she's like, yeah. And then he comes back to me. He's like, oh, okay. And so I got pissed. And I was like, look, man, if you don't even know the tiers and you work here, maybe you shouldn't be saying anything at all. I actually like said that to him, like in front of everybody. Cause I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> basically like called him out got my shit and went and saw the movie and was like all right fuck that guy whatever i forget what movie we saw the second time come <laughs> another time this fucking guy is there and i'm just like oh my god i've like literally tried to avoid him uh, other times or like you know all this stuff and it just becomes unavoidable go up and i'm like all right whatever you know shit happens maybe he learned his lesson and i don't remember exactly what he said the second time but again 
mouths off, says something fucking dumb, is insulting to us. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and so I just like, I I was so close to like going and reporting him to the people just because I'm like, you actually need to talk to this kid because like, first of all, he's super dumb, super annoying. And there's other people here who probably would just punch him in the fucking face for how rude he's being. Because it was like, <laughs> this kid was, it was like actively thinking he's like a cool kid when he's like this fat loser working concessions <laughs> at an AMC. And I'm, but I'm like, he, he had way too much confidence, way too talkative. And I was just like, you need to never talk to me ever again. And just like went in and did my thing. And so I, it's gotten to the point where if I see him working concessions, I just don't even get anything. And now I just stopped going. So I'm well, then like, it's not fun to go to the movies if you don't get any concessions. I agree with that. That's I believe true. that, um, I got an employee fired at uh, the AMC 16 in Burbank. This is going back to before Disney bought Star Wars. If you remember, they were going to 3D convert all of the Star Wars movies and put them in theaters. And they did exactly what I wished they hadn't done. They started with The Phantom Menace because they wanted to go in number order. Everyone knew that if they were going to do that, they should do the first Star Wars. Because Disney bought Star Wars and they never did anymore. But anyway... AMC had one of those deals opening weekend. They'll, they'll usually try and give you free shit. And there were these, uh, these little tiny figures, the, the little Star Wars figures that came in these little like plastic, I don't know, ball spaceship things. And uh, I, I was like the first showing on a Friday. And the guy told me, yeah, yeah, we don't have any more. And I'm like, really? You don't have any more? And he's like, yeah, we sent them over to the, there's three AMCs in Burbank for people that need that level of information. We sent them over to the AMC so I was like, all right. So I went to the AMC eight. Oh yeah. I was this invested in it. And they're like, no, 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 we don't have any more. They didn't send them over. We did. We, we, they never sent them over to us. So I we went back to the AMC 16 and it's like, no, you, you still have them. And, uh, he was like, no, no, we don't have them. And then I noticed a box on the floor and it said what it was. It said that it was, uh, you know, uh, Phantom Menace figures. So, uh, I was like, no, they're right there in the box. You're you're trying to save them and not give them to me. So I made him uh, get his manager, and I just I just was like, yeah, this guy's trying to not give us all of our free stuff. And uh, it was I, I probably lost the figures within like a month, but I had to stand up for justice, truth, yeah. justice, the American way. What do they say instead of the American way now? Well, because uh, Superman's not American. I don't they remember. Replaced it with something. Yeah, but yeah, you know, the Kryptonian creed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't I don't support that. Um cryptocurrency creed though. That's a different story. Truth, justice, and free porn, I think is actually what they say. I mean that hashtag that's my Superman. <laughs> uh so yeah, and uh yeah, it's some sometimes uh people feel empowered when they uh they they man the uh the free popcorn uh no the, sorry, when they man the uh the fake butter button at the popcorn machine. Yeah. So Anyway. I also know that I'm an asshole and I'm combative. So it's like now, no, like really, because I know that I can, I can be an asshole. So it's I won't like, agree with the asshole part, but uh, you've told enough stories where there's a combative nature, but this guy's asking for it. I'm with, he, I'm team Jeff on this. 100%. He was, but the problem is every time I have an interaction like this, because I feel like it happens too much. It's one of those, if you meet, Everybody you meet in the end of day is an asshole. You're the asshole. So it just makes me feel like cool. Like I can't go out in public. Like I'm gonna 
rub somebody the wrong way and create some fucking situation I don't want to be a part of in the first place. And it just sucks. You know, Jeff, both things can be true. Everyone you meet in the day can also definitely be an asshole. You could also be an asshole. Like everyone can just be an asshole. You know, I mean, you being an asshole doesn't mean that everybody you encounter is not. Anyway, uh, speaking of assholes, let's talk about Corey. Um, I, you know, I think at some point we're supposed to feel bad for him. And uh, the, 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 the group of like, you know, the kids in the car that like run into him, you know, starting with them trying to get him to buy them beer. They're 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 definitely less likable characters. You mean Eric Foreman and his friends? <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, yeah, there's like four Kelsos in that car, and then the the one girl who clearly knows everything is wrong, but then is with them the next two times. So when she when she gets fenced and run over, run over. Yep, I said it. Uh, I'm like, yep, she got what she, she got what she deserved because she knew it was wrong, and she still stayed with them. I really wanted to bear down on why they were banned bullies. Like it just, <laughs> right. They were literally the first time they started bullying him at the gas station in marching clothes. I would just yeah. be like, please stop talking to me in your onesie. You're an embarrassment. <laughs> Bye. And then yeah. it'd be like, you know, shut down the conversation. The other kid, I'd be like, listen, you need to fix that mullet before you say anything else. Not to mention each one of those kids were completely scrawny teenage children. Like, yeah, they shouldn't have been bullying him in the first place. Like they weren't the jocks. There was just nothing about that story that seemed authentic whatsoever. Yeah. It seemed like they probably had it as jocks or something. And then they're like, mm, can't do this story. It's been done too much. Yeah. Well, band geeks. And it's just like, no, it actually just didn't work at all it didn't make any sense it would make so much more sense if it was just adults or people in general that were badgering him not teenage kids that were band geeks like that just that was so fucking stupid what also made no sense to me was in a town that has this much murder they clearly have crime scene investigation yeah. any fucking forensics would have told you that he didn't fucking throw the kid over the banister the kid got hit by a door that was <laughs> locked and like smashed open you would have seen the broken door you would have seen the crack on the kid's face from getting hit by the door there's so or something like it, it yeah. just didn't make any sense that they were like yeah and he went to prison for like four years well no the, the 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 when the mom confronts him she says the jail, the judge might've thought that, uh, so he got okay, off with so it. So it's a four years worth of trial. He yeah. gets acquitted and people are still like, you murdered that kid. It's like, based on what? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a fucking stupid premise. That kid just, shouldn't have locked him in the fucking room. That kid was such no, a dick. You're asking me. Maybe no, I, like, I don't, I don't ever want to see, I don't ever want children to die in movies or obviously in real life, but that kid, he had it coming. Yeah. First of all, I also think that this was racist against people with bipolar disorder because that kid clearly was bipolar because one Great minute point. he was nice racist and then the next minute he was bipolar. Yeah, that's a race. Is bipolar, it a race? Right? Okay. People who live on the South or North Pole, they're bipolar. Oh, right. And that child is from one of those two poles. <laughs> yeah. So which one is from which one is which one is Santa Claus? Is he is he manic or is he depressive? He's, he's manic on one night. How do you think he goes around the whole world? And he yeah. spends the rest of the time not he's talking manic. to anybody like a depressive. It's, it's manic uh, and pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. there. No, I'm just saying like it, the kid was 
a psychopath out of nowhere. It just, yeah. there were so many beats to the story that made no sense. It was just like, mm, we're not going to explain it. Let's just go to the next thing. And it, it just made no sense. The whole story of like, and he looked in his eyes and was evil. It's like, okay, if Michael Myers was just spreading evil like that, you'd think he would have stared at a couple other people previously who would have then gone crazy. Like it just was so fucking stupid the closest thing they had to a through line is like oh i remember from two movies ago when that crazy doctor put the mask on and he was ready to murder like ah so Corey put the mask on and now he's ready oh wait no he started murdering before that so there's no through line. there's just and, nothing about it that made any sense and michael was helping him he was like he was like uh you know michael myers yoda you know, he yeah. was like showing up at crime scenes. It's like, no, don't worry. I, l let me show you how you do. You know, you just, you, After you, you, their you. awkward Jeffrey Dahmer meet cute where they're like wrestling and like edge of murder and then just like staring deeply into each other eyes and then just like, let's go get this on. Yeah. Uh, Will, how do you feel about the uh, Michael Myers uh, looks at you too hard and then you uh, become a murderer? That was a major plot point in this film. There is a, I think there's a version of the, there's certain things about this movie that I really like. I feel like I appreciate what they were trying to do. Like okay. I could see, like somebody reviewed a horrible Hellraiser movie in this way. And I feel this way about this movie. If you squint really hard, you can almost see a decent movie in there, but it's just too <laughs> far away. <laughs> and that's like exactly how I feel about this, where there's like some high concept stuff that for me as a huge fan, like it is my favorite horror franchise. And of course, one of my dreams is always, I would love to make a Halloween movie, but I, and I've always wanted to play with this idea that to me, the shape Michael Myers the embodiment of evil it doesn't matter what the vessel is it's really the mask is the iconography that like anybody can essentially be michael myers can be the shape it's just whether or not they're murdering people and they have a mask um i th not that it's evil jumping bodies but that it's just i don't know there's something that's like who fucking cares who's beneath the mask if he's not talking and he's murdering people and it looks like michael myers walks like michael myers and it looks like michael, it's probably michael myers um so this like the kind of like is it possible to have uh, you know for it to have a sort of like legacy, I think is a fun thing to play around with. The only thing is the problem is that if you're going to do that, you can't make the character so empathetic. He talks way too much and he's innocent. And so he's treated like a piece of shit by the town. So for all like, there's almost this like justification for why he kills people. And there's, that's the thing about horror movies, which I think kind of fuck it up is you, it's shifted. It used to be like, oh my God, it's scary because this murderer is murdering innocent people. Now there's glee. It's like, oh my God, it's amazing. He's murdering these little shithead kids. They deserve it. I'm so happy he's murdering children. Like it's pretty fucked up actually if you think about it on as like a write it out on paper. Uh, it's, but that's like what we do. Like the body count of Halloween kills is just absolutely insane just for the sake of like what crazy fucking things can Michael Myers do? Like he just kills 10 firefighters with the chainsaw or whatever nonsense. Um, but it feels also structurally like this. They said, hey, I mean, H40 was, I feel like, written in such a way that it should have been the one and only. And I think that's what they sort of were like, we don't know. So it's structured that way yeah. on purpose. It's a good ending. The fight sequence between Jamie uh, Lee Curtis and Michael Myers in the end is better than the last, than Halloween ends, which is stupid. Um, and the daughters all come in together. They lock them in the thing. But I was like, you know what? I have my problems with this movie, but it was a pretty fucking solid ending. You know what I mean? I was like, you're talking about, about uh, 2018. Yeah. yeah. H4. Um, H4O. That's right. 
Yeah. And so then they're like, hey, guess what? We're making two more. I was like, no, because now the first <laughs> one has no stakes. And it's like, yeah. why? But if you look at the way that it's formatted, it's as if the studio's like, hey, will you guys write one more? Let's try. Let's see if we can get a sequel ready, kind of the brought bare bones. And then they were like, wow, this made a lot of money. Can you jackknife a middle piece into this yeah. where he gets supercharged after he kills a bunch of people for no, they beat him near death. And then he just gets like pumped up for some reason and stands up and then kills everybody. And he gets stronger the more he kills, which is what they discuss. And then you flash to this movie where but he's like really. weak and shriveled in the cave. And yeah. I'm like, that would be what he would have been like after the house fire. If he escaped the house fire, he would have been fucked up and I could make that jump. But after Halloween kills, he's presented as this like supercharged, killer who can't be who then kills jamie lee curtis's daughter and then escapes and i'm like that is a very dangerous person and then he's in a cave like ah, so you can get beat up by fucking Corey cunningham and his mask taken from him like i don't think so not after halloween kills if you're gonna try to give a shit about the story you've been telling in your franchise so it's like it's this was supposed to be the sequel to the first one then they made another one in the middle for money and then it's just bad in general because it's they already told they already said everything they needed and wanted to say in the first one it's clear like it's weird to me that jamie lee curtis is always like david gordon green's a fucking genius like all of her social media and interviews like for years she's like he's really telling stories about women and overcoming trauma and all that and it's like you watch kills and you watch halloween ends and you're like he doesn't give a fuck about you you're not even in your own movies both yeah. of those you're in a hospital in number two and in the third one you have nothing to do it's about a dude named Corey when it should be about two women who are survivors of this horrible thing and they made it about some fucking guy but that's what we all saw but they were pretending it was about them hence why he gave jamie lee curtis all that voiceover so it's like <laughs> he tricked her into thinking he was making a movie about right. survivor women being strong by being like i'm gonna have you in it a lot just talking saying yeah. stuff that's really not important and then the and final it's... final showdown is like a minute and then you kill him yeah and I you mean, know how they... like your granddaughter is like you but like younger she yeah. also is gonna have to deal with a killer who wants to kill her yeah <laughs> she's also survive just to, uh, you know for anybody who saw trading places or fish called wanda also like just a way less impressive wreck i mean if we're just you know comparing the two you know characters Corey, I think. Corey's wreck no 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 uh just you know we've seen Laurie Strode's in a few other movies mm. so uh and uh, you know Al Allison didn't even come close you know who I feel best for in this did franchise? we see Allison's boobs in this movie no no okay, I was like I don't think I mean, don't you any. remember the, the don't you remember the rules from Scream if you ever yeah, well, see yeah. a girl with her shirt off she, that's she's gonna get killed so but she has sex with Corey yeah, yeah we didn't Bra we didn't on. see it yeah Bra it was on. you're right Right. It was probably, you know, just a lot of like just really nasty, like dry hump where he had his uh, jeans they, still on. You know, they edged. So. They didn't have. Sex. <laughs> they edged. My buddy, my buddy brought up a Kelly Pointer as a, formerly SLC Green Arrow, now Ollie Odinson. Uh, yeah. He goes. Also, when did Haddonfield get a little Brooklyn part of town? Because all the people, <laughs> there's like so many characters like, hey, what are you doing, you fucking killer? Hey, where you been? You killed kids lately? And his mom was like, oh my God, get off your phone, Corey. Yeah. Corey. Who are you texting, Corey? She's, You're uh, yeah. that girl again. Like <laughs> George Costanza's mother. You In know, the Mrs. middle Potato of Head. Illinois, yeah. everyone has this weird like Brooklyn Yonkers accent. I don't, I, I don't understand. It also seemed like when uh, when that lady with uh, the lady who's been in all the other movies 
um, who was then in the wheelchair and had gotten stabbed in the throat, was like screaming yeah. at Jamie Lee Curtis at the grocery store. Uh, it yeah. again felt so inauthentic. It's like four years later, I'm really upset about how we all went to go fight him, and then he beat the shit out of us, and it's all your fault. <laughs> it's like yeah. what the f- what? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he had no idea he was going to re-encounter her. He broke out of a bus, and then he was like, "Oh yeah. shit, you're here." This is great. Yeah. <laughs> she had nothing. She didn't orchestrate that. Odds? She was prepared. Yeah. If anything, what? you should thank her. Yeah. I mean, it's also like you referenced it earlier, Will. The idea that Michael Myers is going to spend an entire year like living, you know, in the tunnel and the underpass, you know, just killing rando uh, homeless people. And that was four, kind of like, four years. It'd be four years. Yeah. Wait, this was four years after after yes. the last movie. After you're the right. night. No, no, you're right. After after yeah. kills. And um, he's just been eating rats is how he got so weak. He's like, I haven't had the nutrition I've needed. I haven't yeah. had the bloodshed. He hasn't had alive. vitamin D. See, what happened was he went to go live under that bridge. And then one of those guys was like, oh, did you get hurt? Your back hurt? I've got some pills for you. And he was like, cool. And so oh, he, the doctor told him to, you know, oh. only take one a day. You know, after a couple of days, he just wasn't feeling it. So he started taking two and three and got hooked on those codons. Yeah. His oh, no. doctor was Dr. Conrad Murray. So uh, <laughs> obviously, Michael didn't stand a chance. Uh, evil evil did almost die that night. You got to deal with the pain of losing a couple fingers. That's got to hurt. I wish that was the moral of the story is that like the opioid epidemic is what really so took, took Michael down Myers. Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. Killed the might, That's might, how dangerous yeah. this is. The real Michael Myers. Movie opioid. with a message. Yeah. Oh, what if we got a message? Um, I don't even remember like one decent kill in this movie. I was trying to, I was, as I was getting ready to talk to you guys about this today. I, you know, even like a bad, there was probably a good one in Halloween Kills. I honestly don't remember. I would never watch it again. But there isn't like a standout moment where you're like, oh. There's uh, the one homage kill that's the standout one where he pins the girl to the picture with the knife. Because he does oh, okay. that in the first one. He pins some guy yeah. with the knife to the wall. Okay, you're right. Yeah, that one. And, you know, yeah, the uh, the the girl who's like randomly banging the doctor storyline that I'm so glad we got. Yeah, which was just the stupidest, most generic, just like... Do you want to see why Allison didn't get a promotion? Well, because, because other, other women nurse... aren't strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. it is, it, in a movie that like is trying to do... That's like outwardly expressed by the actresses of like how good it is for women. When you really analyze it, like it, they're, they're not. The first no. one, I think, does a pretty good job because the, sure. the, all three generations come together to stop Michael Myers. Again... Everything you wanted to do and say, you did it in the first one. Everything after that is like, fuck everybody. And the fact that David Gordon's like, I made the movie I wanted to make. Halloween Kills, I have no regrets. I'm like, if that's true, you should stop making movies immediately. No one should let you. Yeah. Did not- no, no, I made I made the movie I wanted to make and then made two more. You know, yeah. spell uh, it the way that kid from Where the Millers did, no regrets. Yes, rag rats. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's give it up yeah, for uh, Judy Greer, desk. by the way, who's the real winner of the franchise because she didn't have to be in this third have shitty to do movie. It. Yeah, you know? have you her. seen the show she's in on uh, Hulu? We've been watching it. Reboot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard it's good. Actually, it's I, cute. I, I don't. It's like not it's, amazing, but I can see it being a good show. Like into season two, it's a. Okay. It's, it's going to take a minute. The, to me, all the comedy in it is like I, I think it's like pretending it's. 
so everything's a wink to sitcoms and it just feels like it's like we're being written by like young people and old people except all right. the jokes are just old people jokes <laughs> and so i'm just kind of like uh-huh it just feels like it's literally like one it, it feels like that meme of steve buscemi with the skateboard being like what are we up to young kids <laughs> fellow youths yeah fellow youths. <laughs> so it's just i don't know the, the, the show has that feeling to it to me because it's just yeah. again every beat of comedy is just something trite like yeah. i like the people that are in the show I, I like some of the concepts, but in general, like I keep finding myself being like, oh, and you're going to do like a pratfall. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah we I go. think there's like a good show in there, which is like why I hope it gets some time to grow because some, some sitcoms, like people will be like, don't watch the first two seasons of 30 Rock or Parks and Rec or whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to watch from the beginning. But I will say, I they're think they're right. Gears they're definitely right about Parks and Rec. That's what I've heard. The but brand, I think Judy Greer's the, the Brandanowitz season is just like, it's a terrible character. Rob Lowe's not on it yet. And then it's like, yeah. And like the first six episodes of the American Office are also not as good, you know? Right. But anyway. Uh, but Judy Greer is, I think, the, she's the, the standout in that show. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, so is this for all of us? Is this the worst Halloween movie? Uh, you can argue, Will, you you're go back and forth between Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, but I think you found more. Little... I enjoy that more than Resurrection even. So uh, okay. this is, no, I still think Kills is my least favorite. Yeah. I think I, I I'm I'm with you in that kills was just so look they spent a little bit more money on this one I'm not saying it was huge budget and they were but trying the, to do something a little I, again I'll yeah. always appreciate a risk rather than a pure cash grab and yeah. kills exists again and I think you can see it in the writing it's like this story was created to make money in between the two pieces like him weak in the thing is after the 2018 movie not after kills yeah. so. Like, it's also just an embarrassing thing that the studio's like, well, we're going to make an extra. I mean, I get it. That's what they do. But storytelling-wise, it's it's the worst. Is uh, is that where you're at, Jeff? We're in, in agreement that this one's not good, but that last one was just, you know, dumpster fire on top of a dumpster fire. I would, again, I would say I agree that this movie had way more potential than that last movie. Like, that last movie was just irredeemable because it felt like it was just... Unless you liked, uh, what is it, horror porn or whatever, gore porn shit, gore, whatever, because it's just, yeah. yeah, torture porn, there you go. Yeah. Then I, you can't imagine enjoying that movie because it was just like, want to see some head splat? Want to see some stabby stabs? Want to see some cutoffs? Wanna That's see some... all that movie was. And, and I also, was yeah. Dumb. It was dumb. But it, this movie, it felt like it was a shitty knockoff of the joker trying to be a new halloween like <laughs> oh what if a kid yeah. was like bullied and treated so poorly and society just like didn't like him and it just drove him to want to stabby stab 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 but like without the mental illness or any of the other things that actually like made sense in the joker what makes it even worse actually that i've been giving it props for being at least trying to do something new and be clever and this morning kelly texts me goes oh it's just christine Archie Cunningham, <laughs> the character's name is Corey Cunningham, and he yeah. like feeds the beast as like this relationship thing that he has. Like, oh yeah. So they didn't even sit down and be like, what can we do new? They took another Carpenter movie, which is a Stephen King story, and then they just ripped that off and made it Halloween three. But what if they made uh Christine 
ends and it was just a guy putting a hood on like a car hood on and it would also it would also be a mashup with uh, a 60s sitcom called my mother the car where you've taken now michael myers and you've implanted his personality into a car yeah and then you know which i believe there was a lot of vehicular manslaughter in this trilogy i think the one thing i give credit for in this movie is the thing that after so many franchise horror movies, all of us say is like, yeah, but like when he's dead, why, why don't they just shoot him some extra times? And I don't know, put him in like a meat grinder. So that they were like, oh yeah, yeah. People always say, okay, so let's do that. Let's yeah. like squish him, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, get up from that. By the way, there will definitely be another Halloween movie at some point. Halloween has not ended. I it will never not end, not no. this trilogy, but there'll be Michael Myers in another movie. What do you set as the over under before we? How many years? I I say within five. Do you, Jeff? Do you think less than five years we get another Halloween movie, or more than five years? More than five years because they probably they spent all this time and money making this fucking trilogy after the success of the first one, and then everybody just took a big shit all over the two movies they just released. Yeah. So I can't imagine they're like, let's get after it. Yeah, people love these. I mean, they've made yeah. an, obviously for horror movies the budget's higher because of the people involved, but like they've made f fine money. But that 2018 one is like made a ton, and I think was yeah. generally well received. Kills made like 45 in an opening weekend, and that's day and date release. And this made less than Kills when it's safer to go to theaters. When it's you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think people were just burned by that last one. I'm like, I'm just gonna watch this fucking garbage at home, I mean, which is like, I, is what I told you. You're yeah. like, I'm gonna go to a theater. I was like, after that last one, I, I fucking, I'm gonna pirate this goddamn movie. That's how angry <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm not even gonna pay for Peacock. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna pay Peacock. I'm gonna find a neighbor who has peacock and watch through their their uh, big picture window. That's what I did. I stood Oof. in my Michael's ma Myers mask outside a neighbor's house, watched them watch it. <laughs> I thought you watched it from a glory hole. You just peek through and you That's see right. the cock. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It that, was a happy ending, actually, in my my version of it. Yeah. Yeah, the happiest of endings. I went. I was part of a different kind of meat grinder, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 meet g-r-i-n-d-r that's right yeah that's it was only a mile away <laughs> it, it was in a bush <laughs> uh in our uh, previous episode will and i talked about don't worry darling which uh i felt was one of the worst movies i'd ever seen this uh you know but it was never worse than halloween kills uh or or it's probably it's worse than halloween ends possibly no. but um i the night that i saw it uh i was just like i can't believe how bad this was and then the next day on Netflix, I had heard the rumblings that Rob Zombie's The Munsters was not a quality film. Yeah. I'm like, the property of The Munsters was never like amazing. I like some of Rob Zombie's work. You know, yeah. I think that that's, that's not a controversial statement. I like some of it. I like the way he thinks sometimes. So I was like, well, there's no way it's as bad as everybody says. And uh, I, I, was able to prove myself correct that it was not as bad as everyone says. It was much, much worse than anyone ever led me to believe. I could not believe. I mean, it didn't even, it didn't look or feel like a movie in it any way. It's the most bizarre thing I've seen yeah. in a very long time. There, I've been following him, posting about it on social media because I follow him on Instagram. Like, I'm a Rob Zombie fan. Like, I, I like his music, as corny as it is. He's kind of a, a specific box and he's been doing it so long that it's not cool or original anymore, but it's still kind of like, it's nice. He's over here doing his Rob Zombie thing. It's, I like it if I want to turn that switch on. There's some movies that I don't really care for, like some of the newer ones. But uh, 
I was like, man, this guy is posting like every day how fucking jazzed he is that his childhood dream has come true. He gets to make the monsters. So I was like, good for him. I can't wait to see like what kind of kooky thing he's going to come up with his picture. The sets, the buildings, the actors, the makeup. I was like, this looks, this looks great. It looks like he's getting to do his. It's going to be corny, but I'm sure it's good. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, whoever his cinematographer was in the camera package that they were scheduled to receive, they were shipped a 17 year old high school senior with a handy cam from 2006 and his dad's floodlights to light this yeah. motion and shoot this motion picture. It looks unlike anything I've seen since watching student film. I mean, it's, Unique, I mean, and I'm like not even trying to shit on it. I'm trying to describe the fact that what that it looks so unbelievably horrible. It's I can't believe it. It's so unbelievable, I can't believe it. I heard somewhere that they <laughs> he got forty million dollars to make this movie. So, I mean, I think I talked about this previously when it was like one of the other straight to Netflix movies that came out that was like a hundred something million dollars. Yeah. And I was like, this is not a hundred million dollar movie. Right. This is not a $40 million movie. Clearly Netflix has established this thing of like, okay, you take one tenth of the budget we give you and you make a movie with that. The rest of it, have a party. I don't, we don't really care. It's not for the movie. Just yeah. don't spend it. It's like Burn Brewster's it. millions. You can spend it on anything but the movie. No. But what I don't think you're taking into consideration, Jeff, is the, uh, at this point in her career, the asking price for Sherry Moon Zombie is $38 million. That's right. So he only had $2 million left by casting yeah. his wife in the movie. And Sylvester and McCoy was 750000 I mean, I told, by the way, what did I tell you about the worth fact that Sylvester worth McCoy, every penny? I felt so bad for him. I was like, oh, yeah. why did he do? He doesn't need this. I know. Work. He, he was the doctor for as long as he was. He was in the Lord of the Rings movies that people actually liked, you know? And uh, then the, he's in. He was, this. No, he was in the Hobbit movies. Those ones suck. Oh, yeah, you're right. I thought he was in the good ones. Sorry. No. Radagast <laughs> so, the Brown. Yeah. So was yeah. Hurley. Yeah. Oh, oh that was. I was wondering that, that whole time. Was I was like, is that that dude from Lost? Even though I never yeah. watched Lost. Okay, the, so it was. Yeah. The characters were like so, like overly broad and badly defined. The script was. I don't know that it was written. I don't know that they had an actual like script where everything was mapped out when they started. I feel like it's one of those shoots. Maybe Will, you've ever worked on something like this, where you get the pages for what they're shooting that day. And yeah. then, you know, the next day you're going to go ahead and get them for that day because they're just not done. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, the fact that when they're outside, they look like they're on the cheapest soundstage you've ever seen. When I was when I was in middle school, we would watch like a, a, a they would uh, when the teacher uh, in Spanish class, when she wanted to you know take a little break, she would show us this uh, Spanish telenovela. It was the first time I ever like grasped the concept of uh bad production values and as like they don't even, they're not even trying to look like they're outside uh i think spanish telenovelas have uh you know from the mid 80s look more convincing than it's like they were like out on a lawn at one point or something and i was like that there's no way that even they're even trying to have it look outside and they did like weird stuff with like the images to be like yeah but what if we make it look like a little blurry <laughs> you know what were you gonna say jeff <laughs> I just the whole movie was terrible in terms of all the there was no comedy 
It's like, oh, I, no. I think there'd be a much funnier just skit of pretending to be Rob Zombie in the writer's room and them having to just like give up and just use old scripts of the monsters where they're like, all right, we need a joke, Rob. What are you thinking? Um, ghouls. How about some ghouls? <laughs> that's, that's not a joke. Um, yeah. How about murder? We'll do some murder on that one. No, yeah. this is not, not the movie for that, Rob. What about ghosts and ghouls? Yeah, no, while I was just ghouls, please. While move I was on. watching this movie, I was reminded not so much of the monsters, but in the late eighties, there was a direct to syndication show yeah. called The Monsters Today. I Googled, and, I looked that up. Yeah, and Monsters Today just felt really bad, but it's so much better than this movie. There was a, it was a pilot for a show they didn't pick up, but they did air it because they had spent so much on it. Brian Fuller developed a Munsters series. Jerry O'Connell was Herman Munster. Yes, Whoa. I said that for real. That, that is so much better than this. One, they spent a little bit of money. And I might go out on a limb and say Brian Fuller is a more talented visionary than Rob Zombie. Sorry. Sorry, Astro Creep. You know, yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends on what, what he's doing. Asking. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But um, um yeah, I will ahead. say that the dude, I don't the dude who played I mean, all he uses the same actors or stable of actors over like a lot of different movies. That guy who played Herman Munster's been in like all of his shit or tons of his stuff. Mm -hmm. I I will say it's like I really think he's trying and uh he's not the worst part of the movie, you know. No. And I was like, Well, he's having fun, looks like he never gets to do this. He's always like a rapist in a Rob Zombie movie, and now he gets to be Herman Munster, like Boy, that's a that's the most well, see, 180 for his career. He's I interpreted like, him as as Herman Munster, a rapist. Was I reading into this things that that that's I shouldn't? The, that's the sequels. I, yeah. I just don't understand why he got the note of like, okay, so you know Herman Munster, Fred Gwynn, he's great. Okay, imagine if it was Jeff Goldblum doing an impression of that. Run with it, and <laughs> and because it, it took me a little while of like listening to him. It's like, who does he sound like? Like, oh, like a bad Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> so it it was a choice. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie in this movie. I mean, it was like, uh, you know, she would do a read, and uh, Rob would be like, "No, bigger, yeah. cut, bigger." I said we needed more because um, I don't know. There's, there's no uh, corner of scenery that's left unchewed in in this. I, it's just, I think in every sense, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen because, like, you can see it. Like, don't worry, darling. It was a beautifully looking movie. It had a quality cast in it. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and it just it makes a bad choice that ruined the movie for me. Sure. Uh, but this is like, this looks like garbage. This sounds yeah. like garbage. <laughs> Might have even smelled like, like garbage. Garbage. I and, feel like the, uh, you remember uh, another great piece of uh, cinema history? Um, what's that Sandler movie where he plays a, uh, uh, twins jack and jill, jack and jill. I, think it, I think it's jack yeah. and jill is that's the one with pacino right yeah where pacino yeah. does a dunkin donuts commercial exactly and yeah. so at the end of the movie they they play him his dunkachino commercial and he looks at them and he goes burn this no one will see this <laughs> like he goes on this little tirade about yeah. how they have to destroy that commercial i feel like the actor who played the grandpa who's just kind of like a regular working actor who like doesn't yeah. need black marks on his record is like saw that trailer and was like oh, we gotta we gotta get rid of this this can't yeah. see the light of day i gotta work again 
Yeah, some you, like you, you get his headshot as a casting agent, and then there's just a black line there on something. You're like, oh, he, he was that, in something that, else. I wonder what. It, yeah, let me see Pops what that was. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it says monsters. We can't cast this man. He was in the fucking yeah. monsters. Just there's, pencils there's... in today underneath it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I was in <laughs> monsters today. Yeah, yeah. I was like, a boy. Oh, that's how, that seems like it was a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, so I guess the. Um, uh, what is it? The the real estate agent, I think, was Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira. That's right. So when you get Elvira in the movie and she's not playing Elvira, it, it just always feels like, you know, a missed opportunity. You know, it's like not like a gimmick thing. You know, it's right. like it's like in uh, in in the original version of Hairspray. I think Divine just plays like a guy in a suit, you know, and you're like, oh, but oh. it's not. Right, you know, it, it's it's like when you see RuPaul as you know, not all made know. up. But, RuPaul, know. RuPaul's done a lot of things as both that I feel like. No, I know, but it's just like, oh, okay, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, okay, it's a choice. You know, you're you're getting this person not the way that you're used to seeing them. Yeah. And I I think Elvira retired from being Elvira. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But then hmm. why is she in this movie? She did that really weird, like hocus pocus, streaming thing uh, a couple years ago in early quarantine. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. she hosted some hocus pocus thing as Elvira. It was but weird. not hocus pocus two now available on Disney Plus. I'm, no, not not I'm, hocus pocus two. I've never been a hocus pocus guy, so I haven't seen hocus. Pocus Wasn't your uh, you weren't the demo when it first came nope. out? Nope. Yeah, it's like home. It's like Home Alone. I it came, at, it came out at exactly the point where I'm like, I'm not watching that. Yeah, I mean, I also too. live in Massachusetts, so Sam's right. just a little car ride away. The Sanderson sisters live near you. Yeah, so you can go out for a, for a nice witch trial. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we had to read Tichibus little uh, when like we had to read a lot of like witch trial shit. You know how like you always have to kind of like learn about local history wherever yeah. you are because we're in Massachusetts, you got all the revolutionary war stuff, but you also have all the witch trials and they definitely would make us learn about them and talk about the hysteria and read Tichuba and all the good stuff. Tichuba. Read Tichuba sounds like a movie that I would uh, definitely. Do you not know Tichuba? I thought it was. I don't like know Tichuba. No. Kinda. So it's a, uh, it's basically, uh, it's this book about this lady who was, I'm going to say a slave, but maybe, I don't know if she was a slave. I'm guessing a slave because that was definitely slave times. Yeah. But she was from like the Caribbean or the islands, right? And she was living in Salem or wherever these places with some family. And she was like knew some of that Santeria voodoo type stuff. And so she had was doing whatever thing with some of these girls. And that's where the hysteria comes from. So it's like a book about that kind of a thing. I don't know if it's hist uh, historically accurate, uh. but it's it's one of those like, oh, and this is one of the ways that the hysteria spread. Like they all blame her, but then they say these girls have now learned witchcraft. So now they're to blame too. And blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Witchcraft. Tichuba. I've, I've never heard of Tichuba, but mm -hmm. I also am. Uh, have you been to Salem? Like, have you gone to some of yeah. the, like, you know, I, I had a friend who went up there for like, I guess there's like tours you can do and stuff. Is it, mm -hmm. uh, is it interesting? Do they have? Is it like a Renaissance festival where you have people walking around pretending to be witches and they try to talk to you? The last time I went was in college, and uh -huh. it was like around Halloween, right? So sure. you had to park way the fuck out 
but then like the whole town is Halloweeny. So we walked in and then there's like kind of a main square that had been all done up and had some stuff going on. You kind of cut through an old graveyard and then there was this other main drag that basically had a full carnival going like Ferris wheel and all sorts of shit. So it was like, did you ever see the movie trick or treat? Yes. Interestingly, a movie that uh, was done as a special uh, Fathom Events in theater event. It had never been in theaters before this year, 2022. Yeah. Oh. Well, so yeah. Uh, uh, Trick or Treat, I, I don't know if it's set in Salem, but they do. They have like the big Halloween carnival thing that they're going to where the one vampire guy is like trying to eat people. Yeah. It's, it's like that. It's like a legit big old tons of people are there having a big old party for Halloween. Uh, Casey and I went on October 30th last year there and it go. was, yeah, it was just like, it was just like that. Yep. So is it, uh, do you guys give it a recommendation for uh, Halloween travel plans? If you, yeah. if you don't mind being in a big, like at a carnival or like a fair type thing, then yeah, go for it. It's fun. It's cool. It's interesting. It, it actually wasn't as crowded as I thought it was going to be. I was preparing for like Coachella madness, you know, and it was like, no, nah, it's right. not quite that crazy. And I no. do think the history of the Salem Witch Trials is actually like, you know, it's become so commodified as like a thing, but it's, it's really depressingly sad because all these innocent people were murdered by psychopaths because of religion. So to see the act like the memorial to the people who were killed is like, it's pretty fucking, it's pretty sad. Uh, so it's like, not like, Oh, look at this. This is where the witches were. It's like, right. Really. If you're not being a moron about it, it's look at where, who, how these innocent people were murdered by crazy people. But at the same time, isn't it interesting how we've never learned the lessons from the witch trial of like, don't give in to hysteria. Don't yeah. just like jump on the bandwagon of saying something's bad all of a sudden, just because a bunch of people are saying it. McCarthyism and even now you could say like everybody's just creating new bandwagons to be like jump on we hate everybody else fuck them yeah I think that yeah. uh, we should just hate everyone equally I think that's the inclusion that we should have you know right. like the golden don't, rule. don't just don't just stop at the one guy at the snack counter at AMC hate everyone who works at AMC right exactly you're you all witches <laughs> you're all going to hell they they might be um one uh final uh off the menu item was a story that i heard about today that uh i felt like i needed to share with uh black cast nation i don't know if you guys have have heard about this um and uh, of course as soon as i try to share it on the screen we get three pop-ups but um this was a british airways passenger uh who before takeoff uh shit on the airplane floor, which uh, surprisingly delayed the flight. And, um, you know, the only thing that surprises me is that I wasn't on this flight. Um, and t tip of the cap to the New York Post, who started, this is not their headline. This is the lead sentence in the state, in the, in the news story. Flight delays are getting crappier. Thank you. An unhinged British Airways passenger took travel chaos to new heights when he defecated on the floor of the plane and smeared it into the seats, sickening travelers, according to a report, uh, he inexplicably flipped out in protest moments before flying from London's Heathrow to Nigeria. He peeled off his pants and let loose on the aircraft's main floor before rubbing the feces into the carpet, curtain, and seats, prompting emergency services officials to rush in, which tells me that this clearly was not a Spirit Airways flight. Because wow. they they clean they cleaned it, 
And um, what were you going to say about this uh, this incident, Jeffrey? Imagine this scenario. <laughs> you're, you're on a flight. You've got diarrhea. You're asking to go to the bathroom. And they're saying, you can't get into the bathroom right now, sir. We're about to take off. And you go, I have to go to the bathroom right now. And they say, no. So you pull your pants down and just have to go because it's like well i'm gonna have to do what i gotta do and you're trying to clean it up you know you're trying to get rid of the evidence and then they call it smearing and i'm just saying that all i wanted to do was get to nigeria and i just feel like this is not not an important story to cover <laughs> well i i find the 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 last line of the story is uh they say it is unclear whether the defecator was charged to which, uh, you know, if you don't, then what, you know, I mean, we see people getting thrown off of airplanes all the time, many times, rightly so, you know, uh, people that are being abusive to the flight crew or to other passengers, uh, you know, and there's a, but if, if this isn't the behavior that, uh, you know, would actually get you, I don't know, arrested on a permanent no fly list the world over. You know, this is somebody who should have to, you know, basically travel in a shipping container going forward. You know, it's going to take you four months to get back to Nigeria now because uh, you shit all over a plane. But what, uh, what, what were they protesting? It's unclear. That's, but, you know, see, that's I, I want to talk. To, I want to talk to this guy. In I my scenario where he really just he, well, he was protesting not being yeah. allowed to go to the bathroom. How does that yeah. play out? Well, I believe in flight they served red vines instead of Twizzlers, so I think that mm. set him off. Which honestly, I I can I can understand. Perfectly understandable. Yeah, uh, but that's our that's our East Coast bias. Uh, I, I I find that people on the West Coast are uh, shockingly tolerant of licorice that tastes like candle wax. But what can I do? I'm just you saying, know? unless he had like a psychotic break or yeah. something, I can't imagine. Like there has to be yeah. a reason why they wouldn't charge him. But right? like the the one thing that I want to say, and part of the reason of bringing this story up uh, on the way out is one to leave people with a feel good memory and some warmness on the inside. I have definitely been, you know, that thing where it's like, okay, well, we actually landed uh, ten minutes early, but. Uh, there's nowhere for us to pull up to. We got to wait for the other planes to leave. And then you end up sitting on the tarmac for like two hours. There are times where I felt like, oh my God, how great would it feel to, to just take my pants off and shit and smear it into the carpet? You know, it's like, well, if we're going to have to sit here, let's make it as unpleasant as possible. You know, I've, uh, I, you know, I don't fly that often. I've flown really like once and well, a half times in this calendar year. Well, uh, I guess to, a round trip flight and then my uh, my flight to uh, Phoenix where I then drove back, which we talked about at the beginning of the year. Um, so it's been a while. I haven't done a lot of flying, but in the past, I've been so infuriated by things that have happened. I can kind of see how somebody would snap. Like if that's what this is, just somebody snapped. This is before the plane. This is like it wasn't it was before the flight, I mean. Right, not you know? mid-flight. I can, yeah. a mid-flight shit on the floor. Per, honestly, I'm I support it. You know those. Yeah. Bathrooms are fucking disgusting after the first person takes a piss, and yeah. they're tiny. So like, it's better to poop in the aisle. You get so much space, and you can squat properly. You know. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I don't think I've of, ever shat on an airplane. Oh. I feel like it's happened. Oh, I have. Yeah. I have. I not. mean, I I I I've flown to Japan and I've flown to China, and uh, so like, there's flights or just there's times. 
Uh, like LA to New York, I've probably held it in. But uh, there's times where you're just like, no, I have to. Uh, speaking of shit smeared into the carpet, our friend Dominicus Saxon pops in. Can't believe I missed this. I'm seeing Halloween ends this Wednesday, but will not be watching the Munsters. Never a fan. This might be the Munsters for you, Dominicus yeah. Saxon. You missed our conversation about it, but it's so well done. It's so great. It's such a respectful usage of the property of characters like Grandpa Dracula and, and Frankenstein's monster. When we found out that Dr. Herman Munster was actually in an insane asylum the whole time, mind blown. Yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, Dominican Saxon, he says uh, he doesn't believe me, but uh, I, I'm interested in, in, you know, hearing his thoughts on what was obviously the best Halloween movie of, of all of them. How many have there been? Like 12 or am 12. I... This yeah. new one is number 12. This was number 12. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things where this is like number 12. No, I'm sorry. Like, 13. This is number 13. Yeah. And then depending on when you're seeing the movie, it depends on which ones count and which ones don't. Right. I think that the first sequel got tossed aside a long time ago. You know, Halloween 2, the, the John Carpenter Halloween 2. And then Halloween 3 is now widely beloved and exists in its own universe, as evidenced by the fact that they're watching Halloween on TV in that movie. They're watching like the first Halloween movie. So it, it but then the rest, it's like four maybe happened, but then it didn't because uh, Lori died in a car accident off camera. If you recall, it's about her niece. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and so is Halloween five also about her niece. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So a character dies off camera because, uh, we can't, uh, you know, we can't afford them anymore. Uh, that, that usually those movies get, uh, discounted. Yeah. It's like, did Caddyshack two ever really happen? I hope not. But in any case, uh, a movie that, uh, I am looking forward to, but am very nervous about is why does he have to be black, Adam? Mm. Uh, why can't we just call him Adam? You are looking you know? forward to it? I thought you were. No, no, no. I am looking forward to it, but I get nervous because, okay. uh, you know, the, the critic score of 55% doesn't mean anything. No. You know, they didn't, they don't like anything. I think they, I think they liked the Suicide Squad, but that's it of like recent DC movies. Yeah. And uh, Will and I are going, you know what? Let's let everybody know. If they want to come and see it with us yeah, yeah. at, at 11 a.m. at the Grove, the AMC theaters at the Grove. And boy, Jeff, want to be ironic if Will and I have a, a little altercation with the person working at the concession stand. We'll be did thinking you, of you. If that happens. Did you buy tickets already? I did, but uh, oh, okay. I can. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay. It, no, no, no. The, I'm not saying it has to change. I'm just like, oh, I should pay the, you. And or Friday at 11 a.m. show is not sold out. I'm just gotcha. pointing that out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, come join Will and I at the Grove here in Los Angeles. And uh, you know what? I I will I will give a black cash shirt to anybody who meets us there. Even Paul P. Yeah, that's right. If he's if he's willing to join, I know he's watching. So if he's willing to drive. Um, but, uh, you know, without getting into anything about it, but there's apparently something spoilery somewhere in this movie and uh, people are okay talking about it already and i was like oh, i didn't know we were back at that stage where it's like yeah. when it comes to dc no one gives a fuck because everybody well, wants to drag the, the rock may have mentioned it in a few interviews <laughs> so yeah. he's trying to use the spoiler to help sell it That's so correct. i guess there's something to be said for that uh jeff <laughs> is it um, that batman's in it 
that could everyone's be. in it. It could be, by the way. I don't. I actually don't know. And if I Batman's obviously don't it, know. I'm just well, I, I'm yeah, completely I mean, guessing. But if Batman's in it, then it's like, is it uh, which Batman is it? You know, Batfleck. Yeah, Batfleck would be the one to make the most sense. But uh, we could this, also we could also get emo Batman. We could get Batinson. Batinson. Mm. The spoiler is actually there's just another joke about Aquaman fucking fish. Nice. <laughs> every every DC movie is going to have a joke about Aquaman fucking fish. I hope so. Just because Jason Momoa wants to like shoot one day on set for with everybody. Yeah. Is a, Although Ezra Miller fun. probably can't be in it anymore. So uh, he pre- no, he's not allowed on set. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Their pronouns. I, are I appreciate you recognizing your mistake. Yes. Jeff, where are you at with uh, Black Adam? Are you uh, looking forward to it? Cautiously optimistic, or uh, when's it going to be on HBO Max? Look, I watched every fucking episode of She-Hulk, so I'll watch Black Adam. Like, I yeah, but obviously... She-Hulk came into your house. Yeah, so so will Black Adam at some point. At some point, so you're so, not you're not in a rush to see it theatrically. Mostly, I'll probably go it. see it in the if it works out. But it's you know, on to be honest, it's just I'm not dying to go see it because I'm just like okay. What happened with The Rock is that he got too successful and then started having creative control. Mm. And I love The Rock, but he's not creative, so he should have no control of that. And so he's made movies that he's in worse by having input in how they play out. So I just know what Black Adam's going to be at this point because he hasn't made a different movie than the movies he's making in a decade. So I, he, this is going to yes. be Jungle Cruise set in the DC universe. Is basically oh, it's going to be so you know I'm like fucking buff and I'm like fucking strong and I can like fucking punch people in the face and then and you know what I'm like duh fucking strong and you know I'm pretty fucking tall too you know <laughs> you know that it's a great rock impression <laughs> it's a solid rock impression <laughs> uh, I will say that of all the movies he's ever been in. He's finally in a movie where his physicality fits exactly the role that he because he is like a steroided out freakishly large ripped buff dude that is the only person on the fucking planet Earth who looks like the way that people draw comic book characters. So yeah. it's like you're like, well, he looks great. You know what I mean? Like that's looks exactly yeah. like the comic book. It's yeah, let's, amazing. Let's let's stop pretending that guys like Zachary Levi and Paul Rudd look like they could be superheroes. I mean, they get like in shape, but yeah, but still not on the page. I mean, but the thing is, superheroes didn't used to be drawn that way. I mean, well, they did, but people didn't have a problem with Christopher Reeve being kind of a more like, you know, lanky Superman. It was like, it's nice. But now it's like, you got to be fucking. Yeah, no, I mean, and then if if you go further back when, you know, like George Reeves and Adam West, they were like, hey, but what if they were superheroes, but really fat? Like, what do you think about that? (laughs) Yeah. What if their costume didn't really fit them? You know, would you like to watch that? Zow! Yeah. Well, we can uh, we can let you know, Jeff, if we feel like it's worth, uh, you know, you can go to a different movie theater. You don't have to go to the AMC. Yeah, like, I probably will end up seeing it just because I want to have seen it. But it's, there's a bunch of movies that I wanted to go see. I really wanted to go see Bros because I thought that looked really funny. It's but I still funny. haven't gone to see it yet. And it's now, a, it's, it's like available on, digitally now. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I'm like, oh chances of me going to see that are remote yeah yeah uh but uh well we'll see i don't know if you got the pun there christian remote yeah like it's on my tv oh Uh, i was talking about digitally uh actually yeah i'm saying on your tv you can watch the digital streams (laughs) 
so it's yes. remote. It's it's a good joke. If I explain it a little bit more, <laughs> let's let's stand out and both explain our jokes a little bit more, and then uh, and then Will can pick the one that he hates the least. Uh, well, Jeff, I hope that you do go see it so that you can uh, join us uh, when we speak about it in our next episode, uh, which I don't know what day that is yet. We're seeing it tomorrow, but that doesn't mean we're recording it tomorrow. You know, the, those days are long gone when when Will and I would go and see Wonder Woman and we'd record the uh, the show right afterwards. And we'd have to take a break. And then during that break, he'd mention, by the way, I'm getting divorced. And then I had to go back and do the second half of the Wonder Woman show. Those, those are good memories. <laughs> what if I pulled that on you again? You'd be like, oh, I would be very it. sad because yeah. Jeff doesn't, you don't know this. I actually met Casey. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, for the, yeah. Proved that she's real. Or an actor that Will is pretending is Casey, which yes. I'm still going to hold on to that a little bit longer. Jeff has met that actor a couple times. It was way too convenient that, uh, you know, they were getting home just as like, Oh Continue yeah, you know what? Let me bend down and tie my Go shoe now. before we get in the car. Oh my God, look who it is! You know, <laughs> so it was a little convenient. A little I convenient. just think that Will should change his name to the Sunshine Band, because then oh. when you're introducing yourselves, I'm you Casey, be- and I'm the Sunshine Band. He, you are the Sunshine Band. Uh, Dominicus Saxon sticking around. Uh, <laughs> not a bros joke, but I might do a double header Saturday and see Black Adam and Halloween ends. Honestly, I do love seeing a second movie in the theater, but only when I haven't paid for the second movie. It's yeah. a lot harder to do now because I, I like when you go to at least AMCs, they don't put the names of the movies on the theaters. So you, you used to know what time it started and what movie was in there, but I guess they've wanted to cut down on that because now it's like they, they tell you when they scan your ticket, it's like, Oh, you're in theater 11. What's you in the other your, theaters? You got don't your AMC a list, right? On yeah. App. Do you have the yeah. app? So go in there and look for the movies and then it'll tell you what theater it's in. God damn it. That's why I love you, Jeff. You're helping me beat the system. And <laughs> and that would be a day where I would be like, can I get a refill on my popcorn? Didn't you already get a refill? No, sir. This is my first refill. Like, what really? I used to do is I would wear like a jacket or a hoodie, right? And then you come <laughs> in where you're wearing the jacket and then you take the jacket off and then you like, you know, do something, you flip something else or put a hat on or take it off. You just do little changes every time. And they also don't care. <laughs> I've, I, I, I may have done that in places where I go in for a refill in a cup that was still in the car, but is actually from a different day. I'm like, why am I buying a new cup? Uh, and I'm like, Oh, uh, yeah, I, I was there or I was there earlier in the day is usually what it is. And I'm like, oh, this time I'm going to put on a I'm going to put on a face mask and uh, I will zip up the jacket. They're going to think I'm a different person. Also, no one cares. Literally, no one cares. The people at AMC, you have the one AMC concession worker that uh, seems to care about anything. So <laughs> in general, people are like, sure, not his it. life the way he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do I do hope you see Black Adam at that theater and that guy is there and yeah. uh, and then I get more anecdotes about him. But then you're just you won't get concessions. You'll just avoid him, right? Yeah, I'll just I'll just make Natasha do it. <laughs> Go do it. Yeah. No. Uh, by the way, when uh, Aquaman two comes out, uh, we we might have to well we might have to fly out and see it with Jeff and Natasha because of. Uh, that defining moment when we saw Aquaman one, when she started laughing and, and Will was like, it's not funny. I think it's because I had seen it once before and I was like oh, rewatching yeah. it and I knew it was like parts that I liked. And I was like, why are you laughing at this part? I like this part. It's not funny. 
Patrick Wilson was pretty funny in that movie. And he was not intentionally so. He's great. I mean, not as funny as he was in uh, Hard Candy, uh, the uh, Elliot Page movie. Yeah. Nothing's funnier than a pedo. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) Or a uh... possible episode title. So many choices. Well, uh, we will uh, be with you next week talking about Adam and, uh, and, and the snacks we had, the adventures that we have at the Grove. Uh, but uh, in the interim, uh, Will, are there any podcasts that people should make sure they're subscribed to other than the Blackcast? Uh, they can listen to History Rated R, my weekly history podcast with my co-host, Dr. Craig Smith. Uh, we, uh, we have martinis. We talk about history. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I told you I'll drive down to Long Beach to talk with Wizard you, of Oz with we you can, and Craig. We can plan it at a time where you can just come to my apartment. You don't have to go all the way to Long Beach because Craig and I trade. We do two episodes at a time, and so oh, okay. I go down, and then two weeks later he right. comes up. So yeah, I would, I would much rather go to where you. Live. Yeah, so that we can we can figure that out. Yeah, all right. Oh, I'll have my agent get in touch. I just <laughs> want to say I know Will has a problem with people from Mexico, but it is worth watching. Andor, it's a good oh, show. Jesus I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I've heard nothing but positive reviews, and I'm like, I've just been sucked into too many it's, things. I don't give a fuck here's, about. Here's what I'll say about it: is it's very slow. You can't just watch one episode. You you have to. You really like if you ever decide you're gonna watch it, you have to watch the first three because they they drop them on the same day. That's okay. the, it should be a 90 minute episode. Um, it is interesting, but. I, I don't know if you're if you're at all apprehensive. I don't know that what we've gotten through what is it six or seven episodes. I don't think that it's going to win you over just yet. Probably now, not. It, but I'm enjoying it, Jeff. I'm I'm with you. I just feel like if he's if he's already apprehensive, I don't think that this is going to win him over. Yeah, I know. Did did your uh, <laughs> so did sad. your biases keep you from mm-hmm. seeing uh, Werewolf at Night? Because I know no, I do want to see that because I'm curious to see how Michael well, Giacchino directs. You know that. Uh, Garcia Bernal is uh, also from Mexico. I love Gal Garcia Bernal. Are you kidding me? Mozart the Jungle is like one of my favorite shows from the past couple of years. Um, I I think I, think I love like Coco, that. Jeff. Jesus. I just Clearly, think that this is my like new Trump. favorite joke that I want to go with. Trump, like, yeah, with the, uh, like how uh, what's his face is not a real person is just pretending that Will we, hates people. We all Mexico. know. Yeah, look, there's an impression that Will used to do on this show. All right, I'm just yeah, saying. It's, that's it's all I'm really saying. bad. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, if I was it's, discovered. It's I've Mark gone Wahlberg. on record many times. No, the Mark Wahlberg impression is what I'm talking about. No, but because it's like, you yeah, only I'll, like because it's clear you only like Donnie. In my in my pretending my defense of myself is like that picture of Donald Trump that he posted on uh, oh, Cinco de Mayo. I was like, Mayo? the best Mexican food is at Trump Tower. I love Hispanics. Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it was a taco bowl. Yeah. The best Mexican food in the world is a Trump Tower. I love Hispanics. Happy Cinco de Mayo. What, what I'll say about Werewolf by Night is that it is a really big swing. And I, w- I was uh, lucky enough to go to, uh, they had like an actual screening on 35 millimeter at the Arrow Theater in uh, Santa Monica. Oh, My pal Eric Connor from Marvel Movie Talk uh, asked me if I wanted to go with him. Giacchino talked afterwards. It oh, is a cool. property that he really liked as a kid. And uh, Kevin Feige was like, what would you like to direct if we, and he was like, Werewolf by Night. And, and Kevin Feige's answer was, really? <laughs> but he's really passionate about it. And okay. uh, so that was a it, comic. It was called Werewolf by yeah. Night. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's another character in this movie. Uh, it is in black and white. It is only like 50 minutes. It's like an old school like TV. Okay, special. so it's not a full feature. That's it's not a it movie. Like a it's not a series, but they'll probably make more of these specials living yeah. in the space. Um, I don't know. It it is very. It, it is definitely an homage to a certain kind of filmmaking from an earlier era. I think you would appreciate it in that way. You know. Did he do the music or did he actually have somebody else do the music for the movie I, that he directed? I believe he did both, but I can uh, be wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't like it, but I'll probably uh, check it out. If, if Will doesn't like it, Jeff, we know why. I and just like if Will doesn't episode. like Black Adam, we know why. Well. You mean Samoan Adam? <laughs> I so skipped. I skipped directly to the Daredevil episode of She-Hulk, and I believe he's oh. in the following episode, which is the finale. Uh, so I think it's the episode that. before that. That the only there's one good episode. I will give this show credit. It has one episode I enjoy. Is it the Daredevil episode? No, it oh. is the therapy episode when she goes to the compound. That one was actually pretty. That good. That was yeah. probably the one episode I was like, okay, this is actually funny. This is relatable. Now, like, I get that that movie fairly is probably getting shitloads of unfair criticism and feels embattled and feels like it has to do this thing. But just like they weren't making jokes, what they were pretending was a joke is being like, it's so hard being a woman, but also with superpowers and also like, these are the problems. And it was just like, okay. But then like, you know, do, show us something with that. And it was like, no, you're just incompetent at every turn and like bad at things at every turn. It was just, I just I didn't understand where they were trying to go with the show other than constantly falling back on this like and guys are just fucking pigs and it was so well, it just felt hard, so yeah. lazy but it was just it felt so like even when it was like that was so mean when that guy said he wasn't into you when you look completely different that's like yeah. really fucked up and it's like oh yeah guys shouldn't have opinions or feelings like, it was just they 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 just went too far of a swing to be like to to get this fucking Ally McBeal story, but set in like 2022. Right. I just it just fell flat for me. The, I'm if other people like it, great. But I yeah. I didn't think anything I, was funny, and I didn't think it had any merit. I will like tell you the surprising story. thing: there are two opinions about this that that might surprise uh, Will Sterling. Dominicus Saxon enjoyed She Hulk, also enjoying oh. She Hulk. Jason Blair. Um, wow. we, we had him on my Marvel show mostly to talk about some of the, like the legal cases, like, you know, would this really work and all that, but yeah. he actually like legitimately enjoyed the show. Uh, not enjoying the show. Uh, our friend, uh, Christian Toto from Hollywood and And okay. yet he continued to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but watched, he also liked the daredevil episode. He didn't like one episode. I watched part of the first episode and I genuinely was like, I don't, I don't believe that this is for me. So I just turned it off and then I just heard nothing but, like craziness and then i'm like i do want to see what this version of daredevil looks like which is like to go from the netflix show to now he's like flipping and twirling cgi daredevil i was like oh this is this is not the same we are not getting a sequel to the netflix show this is a different no which is he, great. i'm glad he, it's the same but actor charlie but yeah. cox said that he said it's not a it, it's definitely a reboot it's the, cool that the, they kept those two actors but yeah, yes well because well, they're they're not stupid i mean in some yeah. ways maybe but uh yeah, yeah. Ahead, I, it, but it was just like the thing with the whole daredevil episode for me was just it just it, it, everything is always so i get that they're trying to make these short episodic things but it just yeah. feels like they also have these through lines but they never do anything with them and so it was just like like 
again, she's, you know, more power to her. She's, she bangs several dudes through the course of the show, which is like, Hey, live your life lady. Right. Like nothing That's wrong with that. But then it's just like at every turn, it's like, okay, if that guy doesn't immediately love you, he's a fucking pig. And then it's just like, okay. Well, some of those guys were pigs. But anyway, look, I the reason why I liked it is because it them. is exactly what I expected She-Hulk to be, having read She-Hulk when I did in the early 90s. And uh, for years uh, on Marvel Movie Talk, Marvel Movie News that we used to do for Popcorn Talk, my uh, co-host Zach Wilson would talk about how what he really wanted was why wouldn't they just do Ali McBeal as She-Hulk? Uh, mm. You know, so it's like Ali McBeal with superpowers, and that's what they did. And here's the thing, though, it doesn't have to be for everybody. And that's what I like when you don't like it, don't watch it. And then people who will watch these things will be like, oh, but I don't want to miss anything. It's no, you don't have to watch any of these shows if you need to know something. They'll mention it in a movie where it's like if she shows up in an avengers movie you're not going to be like wait who is this green chick who seems to know bruce i'm gonna need a minute you know here's my thing i went through all of those because in all bunch of the other shows i didn't like most of the episodes and then the last couple episodes they turned it around and they made a much more compelling story so in my i wanted to give it the full season impression like i gave the chance to every other show and it just didn't go anywhere and again it's a different kind of show so maybe that was the problem for me and maybe this is going to be the kind of thing where i go okay if you make another episodic show that i don't like the pilot of i'm out but yeah. I like I like giving things a chance. I like seeing where the story goes. It just and again, if the comedy was for you, great. You know, that's totally subjective. So I can't I'm not trying to pretend like, oh, if it didn't wasn't funny to me, it wasn't funny. I just didn't find any of the jokes yeah. funny. It just didn't work for me. So at the end, I just felt like I it was empty, right? Like I see Dominicus called it empty calories, and it was just like empty calories but something that i didn't enjoy eating so it was like a completely wasted effort for me <laughs> yeah and and and, and dominica's actually agree with you that the uh the finale didn't do a good job wrapping anything up and i do agree with that i i liked like a choice that was made with the finale but i was like oh okay well so why did i put all this time into it Is what i will say if we're talking she hulk we're talking uh and one of those shows, I fell asleep during it multiple times uh, in the afternoon, uh, and it wasn't Shield. But <laughs> I do enjoy Andor. I think he's great. You know, I don't have the same problem with certain ethnicities like some people. I won't name any. Uh, but um, can't wait for this to somehow like come back around and yeah. people. No, this clip real. will end up somewhere. The, yeah. the problem, the biggest problem I have with the show, is that there are many times where it does not feel like Star Wars. There's a character, and like I've said this before, there's a character who in multiple times in the same episode says, I have to go run some errands. And I'm like, no one has ever talked like that in Star Wars. No one fucking runs errands in Star Wars. I have to go down to Tashi Station and pick up a motivator. Great. But nobody runs fucking errands. It felt like, it. honestly, it felt like it was just like, you know. It this was is like a long an, the, time ago it, in a galaxy far, yeah, far away, Christian. But you it, don't know what they were doing when they were doing it. It felt like... You know, like some Doctor Who episodes, it's great right from the beginning. Other times there's like, when the fuck is that blue box going to show up? And and I stop having to watch these assholes. So there were times where it felt like that. There's um, so many it builds things. to something like really good. Like by the third episode, I'm like, yes. Fourth episode on, I, I'm in. I'm interested to see where it goes. Because there's like 12 of them. 
There's like they're doing 12 episodes and that's, we're like halfway through it. It's covering four years. The first season's yeah. four years because they've already what I appreciate about the show is they've mapped out the entire series from my yeah. understanding. Like they know where they're starting from because they know exactly where this character expires. So they had to come into the project going, OK, we're going to tell his story, but it's a very finite story. So I can appreciate that because it's like clearly each choice is building to something. Right. Or at least I, I feel like it is. I am appreciating it. Here's the endorsement you were waiting for on She-Hulk. Jason Blair, best trademark law episode on TV. Uh, <laughs> I did bring him on to talk about the trademark law episode. Uh, and uh, if you are enjoying the She-Hulk talk, by the way, we'll be doing another She-Hulk episode of my show, Marvel Movie Talk, uh, at uh, 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, with uh, a few of our friends. Uh, we'll be doing that, and then we'll we'll kind of close the book on She-Hulk and then get ready for uh, Wakanda forever. Uh, but uh, that'll, that'll be a little bit later on. Um, interestingly, like a good solid, like 20 minutes ago, I was giving Will's plugs and uh, I'm glad I'm that uh, in up. true black cast fashion, we've continued yeah. to talk about things. Um, That's my I fault. I think, sorry. No, no, no. Look, I, I, I enjoy uh, Andor. I just, I, I hope it ends strong. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't, wanted to call back on my joke because I thought it was funny. And or? Uh, no, on the Will. <laughs> Will's hatred of pe- the people, the proud people, people of Mexico. Yeah. No, people. No, it's gonna no, be no. a running gag. There's like yep. there's like a picture of Will spitting out the snake, like how the eagle has the snake on Mexico the, flags. It's Will spitting it out. Is that really what the Mex- I, I don't think I've ever looked close enough at the Mexico flag. I thought Let's, you were talking about the "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Well. I have relatives from Mexico, so I actually care. About Will, didn't Mexico. you just vacation in Mexico earlier this year? I've been. Yeah, I love Mexico. I've been there many yeah. times, despite yeah. what Jeff may say. By the way, if you ride in rickshaws so he can whip the boys faster. If you open Will's fridge, it's just filled with Dos Equis. You know, Will is the most Mexican beer. In the world. Yeah, yeah. And a margarita. I like uh, what's the one like I chips, like? Pacific salsa, tacos. Yeah. I eat Mexican food many times a week. <laughs> Trump Tower has the best Mexican food in the world. I love I think we all know that. The I best part about it is at a certain point, <laughs> you can't defend yourself without sounding exactly like that. Like, no matter what, it's yeah. just perfect. By the way, I know that Jason uh, has a strong opinion on Andor. Uh, he mentioned, Jason Blair mentions that Andor is for anyone who is interested in seeing how much red tape is involved in the imperial bureaucracy. That sounds like I would fucking to rip my hair out. That sounds so goddamn boring. I want to see yeah. lightsabers. I want to see ships. You don't want to see, see guns. Mon Mothma. I don't want to see any. I want to see but, goddamn fucking Jedi's. For, not as young God. as she was in the prequels. But not as young. No. No. Yeah. She has to be older than that. Yeah, she was Leia, little baby yeah. Leia. No. 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 no none of that. No, but I, look, I'm gonna. Here's here's a spoiler for Andor. What are we? Six episodes in. We've Seven. been nowhere near a lightsaber at no yeah. time. No. no. Don't. I don't care. But see, they I mentioned Palpatine, and I was like, "Oh man, imagine, imagine if 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 Ian McDermott is in an episode of this show. Maybe he will be. By the way, that but, would be cool. Yeah. I love. I I think I just love the Star Wars universe. So I think that's probably why I'm so invested because I just I find the whole universe fascinating, even the non Jedi stuff. So I mean, it's again, cool. I maybe just take my balanced. endorsement with a grain of salt, but I think it's really fun. Yeah, this yeah, is the bet. selling point that Jason wants to share. Imperial board meetings only workforce with force chokes. Uh, Sounds yeah, like I mean, somebody's in autoerotic asphyxiation. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, and Dominicus Saxon reminds us, I'm half Mexican, right. so Jeff is my hermano now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so See? we only have one hermano. Boy, what a great what a great uh, sticker that would be. <laughs> yeah. Jeff is my hermano. We got to figure out who this hermano guy is. <laughs> <laughs> well, hermanos is the uh, Los Pollos Hermanos. So, yeah. Hermanos y hermanas. Uh, thank you, gracias to everyone who uh, joined us while we talked about Halloween, the monsters, that guy who shit on an airplane, <laughs> and uh, some other stuff. But uh, join us uh, next week when we talk Black Adam. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Subscribe to the Blackcast YouTube channel so you can see the video version of this episode, which looks exactly like it sounds, uh, oddly enough. But uh, I did show a picture of monsters today during it. So it might That's be true. worth watching just That's for true. that one reason alone. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ, but I don't need to say that anymore because I have announced from Farad Muhammad on the end that tells you to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ, but you might as well go ahead and do it anyway. That is more than all the time we have for today. So we'll see you next time on the Blackcast. <laughs>